everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's message. My name is Alessandra, and I'm part of the team here at Friends Church. Everything we do around here depends 100% on the generous donations of our local and online community. That's people just like you who believe that life is really about leaving a positive mark on our world. So if you love what Friends Church is up to, I'd like to encourage you to contribute by going to friendschurch.ca. With that, let's jump into this week's message. Good morning. My name is Kelty. This is a part of our service that we call charitable giving. And if you are a regular at French Church, you will hear this part of the service every week. And in some ways, you may say to yourself, okay, yeah, Kelty, we got this. You told us last week that we, where you can donate money and how you can go to the app and all of those things, or Trevor told you, or Josh told you. Um, and you may wonder why we do this every week. And really, the reality is financial support of the church is one of those things that, while it may be sometimes slightly awkward to talk about, it's something we can never take our foot off the gas. This organization is entirely self-funded, which means that if we allow ourselves to be comfortable and say, all right, we're good here, and not watch those numbers and not stay on top of things, it's really easy to slip into a spot where we're not okay. And so every week you'll hear from me or one of my colleagues to talk a little bit about how your generosity helps us operate Friends Church. And to thank you so much for your financial support, because in truth, it really is the back, one of the backbones that fuels this organization and helps us do all the amazing things we do, whether it's here on a Sunday, whether it's bringing it to your home by podcast or by video stream, whether it's the work that the kids group does out in the community or this group does out in the community. Those are all done. Thank you very much to your financial support of this organization. So I would be remiss if I didn't remind you how to do that, which is you can go to the app, and on the app there's a spot, or on the website there's a button that says donate. Please feel free to push that button, and it'll take you right to the spot where you can put your credit card in. You can either pick a one-time donation, or you can do that on an ongoing basis. If credit card's not how you like to donate, there is a black box at the back of the church with a stack of envelopes. If you're here in person, feel free to fill those out. Make sure you put your information on it so we can send you a a receipt at the end of the year. If that's not going to work because you don't happen to come here personally, reach out to Jeff or Vince and we'll figure out how to make that work for you. There's all sorts of ways that you can donate. And I want to thank you so very much for all that you do to donate financially to French Church. Happy Sunday. Uh, it's one of those times a year where people are scrambling to get their taxes done. And if for whatever reason you look and can't find the receipt, tax receipt that you get for your giving here at Friends Church, we want to help you. We want to make that easy. It's one of the blessings of being able to donate to a community like this. We get to give out tax receipts to save you money in the end. So please reach out. So um, starting a new series this week called The Spirituality of Emotion. Uh, it was a number of years ago, it feels like light years ago, that I was at a stamps game. <laughs> Man, what was that about, hey? Uh, we were playing the Riders, which is always an event, right? Like those Saskatchewan Rider fans, I'm sure our community has more Rider fans than Stamps fans in it. But you were outnumbering us like crazy in the stands in Calgary. The green was everywhere. And uh, it didn't help that Calgary was losing. By about, I don't know, halftime. I mean, you're, you're hearing these rider fans just blowing their horns and it's getting annoying. You're looking around at these stamp 
fans around me, and I could tell people were like, okay, enough. Take it down. And I remember there was this one part in the game. I don't know. It was just after half, well, yeah, halftime. We're into the third quarter. And one of these guys that was obviously a Stamps fan, he was wearing a jersey, he stood up, turned around at these Ryder fans that were behind him. He was, I don't know, not quite a section over. He was close enough to us. You, I, you know, it's kind of like, whoa. He stood up and just told them where to go. You know, I mean, just unloaded, just told them to shut the frick up. You know, he just, and it was funny. He says that, and all of a sudden, all these stamp fans, I mean, they just came animated. They're like, yeah, you know, they're just cheering them on like this, you know, just, you know, it's like, tell them, give it to them, you know, whatever. It was like this pent-up emotion. And all of a sudden, of course, that doesn't do anything. Those Ryder fans, man, they're unfazed. So they're, now they're just, you thought they were loud before? Now they are loud. I mean, it is just and this going back, all of a sudden the taunting starts happening. This one guy turns around. I mean, he's just locked eyes with this other guy, and they're just giving it, you know. <laughs> it was a little distracting, I have to say. I was kind of, you know, watching the sideshow over here, you know, while trying to watch the game. But I noticed a woman in front of me. As soon as the this these big emotional outbursts started, she was. She was huddled up to her husband, and she's kind of peeking around him to 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 watch. She, you know, at that point, after all that had happened, she, I don't think she watched the game at all. She was just constantly doing one of these, just looking around. At some point, as things start to escalate more, I could, you know, watch her and whisper to her husband. And then at at some point, it was no longer whispering. It was like, "Let's go." Now, he's into the game. I mean, he's having a great time. He's, he, you know, he's giving it to those guys too, but she's going, let's go now. I could tell she was very unsettled by the amped up emotion in the environment. Actually, as I noticed that, I started looking around. There were people that were just getting up and going. Just, you could tell, just concerned, worried, just uncomfortable. You know, in light of this series, I, I think about that. I think about other scenarios that I experience. How interesting is that we are uncomfortable sometimes with certain expressions of emotion. When someone's feeling a certain way and expressing it, it can, it can make us feel uncomfortable. You know, you're talking to someone and you, and you notice they're a little bit off. And you say, hey, you all right? And it's just like you open the door to Niagara Falls and they just start coming apart. I've, I've witnessed when this has happened for some and I watch all of a sudden <laughs> the person that asks is like, ah, uh, ah, uh, no, no, ah. Uh, I remember one person saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't start crying on me. Don't. Don't do that. I don't do crying well. I don't. <laughs> I remember hearing, and I, even in my own family, someone would get really uptight, and someone would turn around and say, "Settle down." 
calm down. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever even said those things? <laughs> Remember someone telling me one time, she said, I just, I just don't do really over-the-top happy well. That just really <laughs> annoys me. You know, and then they told me the story of this person that always comes in the office, so bubbly. It's just like, oh, it's just grating them. It's amazing how these emotions that people wear around us can affect us. Have you ever thought about that? You can find yourself trying to control emotions of others. Suck it up, buttercup. Quit your whining. You don't stop crying, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Come on, chin up. I'll say that to my boys sometimes. Hey, 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 why the long face? Come on, let's go. We're okay. Don't be a wet blanket. Quit being a negative Nancy. What, what, we, these are our reactions to people's expressions of various emotions. Let me ask you something. What emotions do you feel uncomfortable around? Can you think of that? What bothers you in terms of emotions that someone else is expressing? You just go, oh, I need to stop that or fix that or I need to get away from here. And why do you suppose that emotion, that specific one that perhaps you feel uncomfortable around, why do you suppose that is? It's easy sometimes to look at the person and say, that is their problem. Just a second. Is it? Is your reaction, allergic reaction to that kind of emotion, is it their problem? Why do you feel uncomfortable with certain emotions? Was it an event that's happened in your past? Was it something you were told growing up as a kid about that emotion? Is it that you just hate the way you feel when they feel that way? Is it, is it that you're worried that you might get sucked in to the emotion? Is it that you get bothered that someone's emotion kind of drags down everyone else in the room? You know, that's unfair. What is it that makes you react to certain emotions a certain way? Very important information right there. Curtin research suggests that these attempts to minimize, to control, to suppress the emotions of others, even ourselves, are actually pretty damaging. Did you know that? Our effort to try to keep someone from feeling what they're feeling in a moment actually does the opposite of what we hope it would do. The controlling, the suppressing actually can make us feel inauthentic. 
can make us feel dishonest about what's actually going on, which then leads, according to research, us to a place where we become even more unhappy with our environment, the situation, ourselves, the relationship. It leads to an amped up internal turmoil. That's what bottling and suppression, denial, emotional denial does. So the very thing you're wanting to do, perhaps, by trying to cheer someone out, snap them out of it. Don't, don't feel that way. Or when someone does it to you, it actually backfires. I'm learning a lot lately as we've been heading into this series about emotions. I'm realizing how much I don't understand, even inside of me. Learning about best practices of emotionally healthy people. This has been fascinating, I gotta say. I'm learning that emotionally healthy people, they understand the importance of feeling deeply. Feeling deeply the emotions that various scenarios and situations and life events bring on on a daily basis. Not running from them. No, they embrace them. Something great happens. They, just, they, can, they can just let the joy flood them. Something sad happens. They're not biting their lips. They're not trying to you know, distract themselves. No, they just feel it. They get a piece of bad news. They're not running to just try to pretend it. They didn't hear it. No, they, they, they just they allow it to just move over them and feel it deeply. They give others the permission to do the same thing. Not to the extent that those emotions like start running over people or engaging and leading to bad behavior or violent or harm or whatever, nothing like that, but, but allowing the emotion that is created on a daily basis to, to move in and not, not push it away. But these emotional ninjas also understand how to move out of the emotion. After feeling really deeply, they learn how to be able to regulate themselves. They can feel it. They can, whatever the situation, something does it that just drives them. They can feel frustration. They can even name the emotion they're feeling in that thing and just, ah! But then these emotional ninjas have the ability to be able to step back and do certain things that takes them out of that place, whatever it is, high, extreme lows, and all these different emotional, I mean, the bandwidth and the kinds of different emotions you can feel. But regardless of what it is, they're able to go, okay, I'm all right. They avoid getting stuck in those emotional moments. A number of years ago, I was uh, taking my van to get a car wash. And I had the three boys, so we had a little minivan, actually it was a big minivan, Astro van. The boys were in the, in the back, they were just really small. And there was this uh, big bucket car wash in Crowfoot, and they had this one, it was automatic wash, and you would pay for it, swipe the card on the outside, and then, but it would talk to you. 
gold wash. He would do that. And, and so anyways, the boys got, always got a kick out of going to the car wash. We get in there, and because his van was quite wide, I, I tend to want to pull in the mirrors before I go in, the big drums, you know, the big wheels or whatever, they come and beat the car and whatever, and I, I'd like to pull in the mirrors. Anyways, we get in there. Gold wash. The boys are like, yeah, gold wash, yeah. So we, we get in. I mean, Carter was maybe only three. And I realized, oh, I didn't pull in my mirrors. And it had already started. The wheels, you know, the big drums come, come by my door. And I think, I have this bright idea. I'm just going to jump out, pull that thing shut and pull it in. <laughs> so I, I, I wait till the drum's done, pass the door, jump out, and I'm, I reach around pull that mirror shut, and just as I'm coming around, that drum reverses, and it comes back, catching my door. And I'm like, oh, and, and I'm like, ah! And, and before I knew it, that thing had wrenched my door. The, the machine was making noises. The van is rocking. The kids are like, Dad! I got soap that's just, you know, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I threw the van into drive, and the van lurches forward. And everything kind of comes to a crash, and oh, a guy comes out, and I'm just like, oh, my kids are in the back. I mean, they're just wide-eyed. Carter is traumatized. They're like, Dad! What? I'm like, it's okay, guys. It's okay. We're okay. We're okay. <laughs> the door was d- destroyed. So I'm driving home in the middle of winter, <laughs> trying to hold my door shut as I'm driving home. And Carter is in the back. He's just gold wash. Bad gold wash. I'm like, hey, it's okay, Carter. It's okay. Bad gold. And I could tell he's just PTSD from this experience. We get home, the boys are so excited to tell Kath what happened. And Carter's just got this death stare on, man. He is like, he needs a drink or something, man. He is just like hurt. And Kathy's like, are you all right, Carter? Bad gold wash. <laughs> he got stuck. Got stuck in the emotion of the moment. Couldn't, it was looping in his head. And it, it had triggered something inside him. We were like, come on, buddy. It's all right. We're good. We're good. We're going to just get the fat. You just... <sighs> I remember a friend of mine. He, uh, his son was playing with another kid. And the kid did some really mean stuff to his kid. Like, cruel. His kid came home. My buddy was like choked. And so he went and confronted the parent, to which the parent kind of just went, it's your, your kid's fault. Own oh, nothing. Just turned it all on my, my, my buddy's son. My buddy was like, he was so enraged. I noticed over the n- next, uh, man, it seemed like a long season, that event, like it just got stuck in him. The anger, the seething anger, and the powerlessness to fix the thing. And, and, and that guy's ignorance. That event bled into literally every conversation that we had. Somehow. It would trip it, and all of a sudden he would start reliving the story. He was, he, it was the weirdest thing. We'd be talking about the most random stuff. All of a sudden he'd, he'd be there talking about that thing. And it was like, okay, buddy. We've heard the story. I remember thinking it. We've heard the story. It's over. It's over. But he was stuck. And it just kept, it wouldn't leave him. 
Let me ask you something. Have you ever felt stuck in an emotional state where something's happened and it's just, it's cut you, it's marked you, it's left you reeling. It's like this, low, this cloud just lowers and it doesn't let you out and you're just, it's like suffocating you and it's all you can think about. Yeah. Emotionally healthy people I'm learning are able to help themselves unstick and pull out of that. This, this process of regulation, moving into the emotion and then backing out and, and these skills and tricks of being able to say, okay, 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 shh, it's over. In psychological speak, they call it titration, moving in and out of states. You move into that emotion, then okay, 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 all right, we're done now. You're all right. I'm okay. This is a skill set emotional ninjas have. And when you can do that, it, it keeps you from feeling afraid of jumping into the emotion of the moment and feeling it deeply because you know you're going to leave it at some point when it's appropriate. You have the ability to do that. Next level emotional ninjas get so skillful at moving in and out of emotion and maybe you've watched someone do this. They can even help someone else titrate. Someone can be enraged and they will come alongside that person and they will do certain things, say different things. They'll feel it with them and then, and then, and all of a sudden you'll watch that person kind of go, oh, psychologists, psychiatrists, like therapists, these are like ninja ninjas. They, they are able to take you into these and then, okay, 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 okay come on back. Oh, someone can be just like going, oh man, that was crazy. And they're going, yeah, 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 yeah. But you're okay now. There's emotional regulation. Let me tell you something. This whole thing that I'm talking about right now, being able to move in and moving out is, is really the heart. It's the crux of the spirituality of emotion. Being able to allow us to feel in healthy ways and then come out maintain this healthy place and even help others do the same rather than inflaming. So, oh, you think you're hurting? Why don't you sit in my shoes for... Oh, and poof, blows up words. No, 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 the opposite. Come on down. It's okay. Oh, that's brutal what happened. It's all right. So this morning, I'm going to try something I've never tried. I'm nervous about this because I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it'll work. But if it does, it could be amazing. And I want to invite you into an experience to feel anger, specifically. For four weeks, we've picked emotions that often we tend to not really do well with. Some more naturally than others. But this morning, what I'd like us to do is to practice moving into an emotion. This morning, the theme is anger. Feeling it. And then moving out of it. I've asked Alessandra and Adam to perform three songs. And what we're going to do is leading up to the song, and then coming out of the song, 
We're going to, while the song's playing, we're going to go into places inside of us, memories, events, different things that have gone on that have caused each of us anger, that have stirred us up. We're just going to do our best to manufacture. For some of us, that don't take much. Some of us, man, we can get angry like that. Some of us, this is going to be harder. I know there's some of you who are more prone to anger. You can just think back over the last day to find some things that had you hopping angry. This pandemic has given you a laundry list of opportunities to get angry on a minute-by-minute basis. For some of you, when I say, can you think of something that's caused you to get angry? It took you a millisecond to think about an event that's happened already in your life. It might have been you directly. It might be someone you know, someone you're very close to, but something bad went down. And the lingering effect of that event has created enormous amounts of energy inside. Some of you will go there this morning and listen to me. I want to invite you because we're going we're to move in and then we're going to move out. This is, this is what life really is. It's a series of opportunities where something happens, we feel it, and then we've got to move out again. So we're going to practice doing that. So this morning, if that's you, I'm going to invite you to scroll back through your life. Maybe it's last week. Maybe it was when you were young. Maybe there was some kind of betrayal. Maybe it was in a relationship you're in. Maybe it was at home. Maybe there was heaven forbid, some kind of abuse, some, something that went down that went just horribly wrong. I'm going to invite you to feel, feel. Maybe some of these things you've just been dodging for so long or it's been so long since you thought about it and thought you've been running from it. I'm going to invite you back into that. As the music plays, I just want you to sit. Practice sitting in the feeling. Then we're going to come out lead you through it and then we're going to go back in maybe tell a story we'll go back in every time the music plays I invite you to go back into whatever anger you you encounter or have encountered go there we're going to come back all right it's simple why don't we begin I don't know if you're able to go there this morning, but if you were, I want you now to just just follow me for a second. Maybe if you're going to breathe heavily, you can put your mask back on, but I want you to practice in this moment now after feeling feelings of anger. I want you to take some deep breaths. We feel the air filling your lungs. Just focus there for a second. All right, I want you to now to just kind of look around, just regardless of whether you're watching this virtually, maybe you're in your living room or your bedroom. I, for those that are here right now, I want you to just look around the room here. I want you to notice five different things, and in your mind, I want you to name 
five different things that you see. I see a window. I see a light. I see carpet. I see the person in front of me. Just, just think about five different things. Now, now I want you to look around. And while you're doing that, I want you to just reach over and grab your own arms. Just, just, would you do that? Just grab your arms. Just feel them for a second. Just feel your body. Squeeze your forearms. Now I want you to notice what you're smelling. If you're in your mask, you know what you're smelling. Maybe you're going, I don't like what I'm smelling right now. Under normal circumstances, you might be in a kitchen mm, smelling bacon. Mm, I'm getting hungry. These are grounding exercises that you can do. How easy is that? But in the moment when emotion starts taking you over and you're angry, you have a second. These are grounding exercises. This does is it forces blood to flow into a part of your brain that's responsible for logic and rationality. It gets blood moving into those parts that right now have been, the blood is sucked over into another part of your brain that gets flooded with emotion. Just you touch. Bring yourself into this moment. All of a sudden, your rational, logical mind starts kicking in. Going, wait, 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 wait. We're okay. Yeah, that, that, that's over. That's what can happen. I've asked Alessandra if she had a story around anger. She did. <laughs> yeah, it kind of came to my mind when we were... Jeff and I were brainstorming songs that uh, kind of helped get to that place of anger or feel that. Um, and I thought of this song, Dear God, that I listened to a lot when I was a teenager, 14, 15, 16 years old. Uh, it was a song that I would have listened to under my covers, not really letting anyone know because I felt pretty guilty about listening to it. But I, uh, in, in those days, I went to... Uh, pretty straight-laced Christian high school and we would have these chapels and um, and these altar calls and um, and there was something that I found at the school you know I mean obviously all the all of the rules and all of the do nots do not do not because this is going to happen to you go to hell and all these things that we were being told and we'd have these altar calls and and you know the kids would just go down in droves you know for fear of like and they would go every time for fear of you know retribution and just needing to feel clean and pure and all of these things and I I don't know at 14 it just I felt so cynical and so so bitter and I had this anger inside of me of like why are we doing this why am I being told this I didn't understand and it didn't resonate and sit with me it didn't feel good um, it felt uncomfortable it felt contrived it felt fake um, forced and and I was angry I would I could feel myself sitting in that auditorium just bitter as anything and 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 it's just so I would listen to this song, um, and it would really help me feel those feelings that I, of anger that I had at that time. Um, and anger, I was also feeling about all the people, you know, this song kind of talks about um, all the injustices, and I was feeling that as, as a young adolescent um, about 
oh, I had so many questions, so many things I couldn't answer, and I think that's also where the anger was coming from. I felt like I couldn't speak um, those thoughts and have that anger. I didn't think I was allowed, and so it was even more angry because I couldn't be angry the way I wanted to be angry. Um, and so it just uh, it really, really built up in me in those years. Um, and listening, and this song is super connected to that for me. You know, um, I don't know about you, but I, uh, I've found different soundtracks that take me into those dark places. Maybe you have certain songs too, you put them on and it just takes you back to a window, a moment. You start feeling those things. Can I invite you this week to even try this? Maybe it's music that will help you emote, that will help you process something that is still there, that's maybe locked up. That's why we're doing this. We're showing you different ways that can bring this up. Feel it, feel it. Now let's, let's, let's practice coming out now again. Big deep breaths. This is what we're going to do this week as something fires us up or something takes us down or makes us feel depressed, lonely, whatever it is. We're going to feel it and then we're going to breathe. going to bring us back into this moment. I want you to put your hands on your thighs right now. Just rub them. Notice the texture of your pants or your piece of clothing there. Just feel it. Notice how it makes your hands feel. Notice if it warms up your hands. What is your hands feeling? This might seem strange. You're going, Jarvis, you're freaking me out here doing this. I ain't doing that. It's all right. These are exercises, again, it's getting your brain, flip a switch and go, whoa, 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 you're right here now. Just do that. What am I smelling? What am I seeing? This exercise is called five, four, three, two, one. Five things you see. Four things you can touch. Three things you can hear. Two things you can smell. And what do you taste? This is a a therapeutic exercise to bring us back into now. Emotionals hijack. This is your way out. All right, we're good. Let's do this one more time, can we? Ask Jerry to share something that triggers anger in him. A memory of his. My wife and I have been uh, building a, a new suite in our basement. And a few months ago, I was installing the kitchen. I built uh, all the drawers, 30 drawers, and I mounted all the rails to put the drawers on. Some of them were just drawers, and some of them were inside uh, of a pantry. My son-in-law, Mike, dropped one down one day, and he looked at it and he said, Jerry, uh, these drawers are wrong. They're put in wrong. And I said, no, they're not. I followed the instructions. They're right. There's 30 of them. I followed all the instructions. He said, well, the rails are in wrong. The doors won't close all the way properly. When you put the doors on, they're not going to close. I said, yes, they will. I followed the instructions. They're wrong. They're right. I know they're right. He said, I don't think so, Jerry. I think the rails are wrong. I said, no, they're not. 
He said, I think we have to remount them. I said, I'm not remounting 30 rails. I did it right. I did it right. Well, we remounted one of the rails finally, and guess what? I went and looked at the instructions, and there's a page that said, flip the page. If you mount them here, they're right. If you put them inside a pantry, you put the rails in different. I was rude. I was mean. I was, I was, I was really, really, really mean to my friend, my son-in-law, and my friend. And then I was so angry. I was angry at me. Why did you do this? Why did you act so stupid? It was so easy to just say, let's look at the instructions. And we would have found out, we would have fixed it, we moved on. Next morning I got up, and my grandson was there, Mike's son. And he looked at me and he said, Grandpa, why were you so mean to my dad yesterday? I thought he was your friend. I was, I was furious with myself. I looked at my little grandson and I, I said, I don't want my grandson to look at me like that. Why did you do that? How stupid I was. I was just furious with myself. I was just disgusted with myself. Why did you do that? I did what I could and then I, I just had to go away. I just had to go away and be my myself. I went into the bathroom. I, I, I was so disgusted and angry I, could, I, I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. Want you to breathe. Maybe you're like Jerry and some of the anger has been turned inward. And that's what you're feeling right now. Breathe. Maybe it was an event from way back in your past. You revisit it and you feel it. Breathe. You hear something on the news and it angers you. Feel it, and then you go, okay, it's time. I've got to step back from that. You know, chances are good this week you're going to have something happen to you or to someone you love, and it's going to provoke some feeling. If there is something I could ask you to do this week, well, a few things. Notice it. Notice what's going on inside you. The fire's stoked up. Are you feeling like you're ready to say something you regret? Is there a sadness? Is there a loneliness? What is it? Notice it. Feel it. Some of you are really good at this. You're going to name it easily. Your challenge this week will be to help someone else feel what they're feeling, perhaps. That's up there. But if you can feel it, just soak it. Let it sit. Let it marinate. Go into it. Feel it as deeply as you can. And then come back. Okay. I'm okay. I'm safe. I'm all right.
over the next few weeks, we're going to delve into some emotions. And I'm telling you, if there's someone here, I, I, I know in talking with some different people, even this week, they are very resistant to this, what we did this morning. They don't want to feel certain things. I'm telling you, this is part of the spirituality of emotion, becoming healthy people who can help our world. It's doing this. Would you do it this week? Next week, Vince is coming back. We're going to dive into another one of these. We invite you. May at the end of four weeks, we get comfortable with the emotions that life brings. And in doing so, may we become something beautiful, flavorful to our world. Have a great week, everyone. And feel deeply this week.